I mean, it's a middle reader's book about the Civil War for babies. (laughs) Then what does that make us? Waiting for a break in the rain Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home from the wasteland Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl Created out of nothing like a comic book girl Hey! Hey, is everyone, like, ready to leave yet? I mean, I already left, but are you guys coming? Hold on a sec, guys. I'm getting on the bus. Okay. Yeah, I just luckily just have to walk, which... <laughs> luckily, my foot already hurts, but... Um, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Just sat down. All right. Hi, what's up? Not much. Just, you know, going to go do illegal things in the woods. Yeah, illegal things in the woods. You know it. Illegal. 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 Illegal things Through my woods. mask, I'm saying illegal, not legal. I'm sorry, my diction legal. is not great right now. It really sounds like you guys are wearing masks. I'm so used to hearing your voices a la carte. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, <clears throat> since I'm asthmatic, I'm like, I'm taking my mask off as soon as I get in the woods and I'm not around other people, but I have to uh, walk through town first. I have noticed that when I try to walk up a hill or whatever, it's like so obvious that it just like cuts my breathing in half when I'm wearing like a mask or two masks. My lungs are two great world trees that draw the oxygen from the air and fuel my powerful body. I am absolutely incredible. My, my body is incredible. My lungs are like shriveled little saplings. <laughs> I wish that I could give you some oxygen for my incredible world tree lungs, but the best <laughs> I could do is uh, some carbon dioxide and water vapor. I was gonna say, I feel Thanks, like your, your lungs are probably world shrubs instead of world trees, <laughs> considering your height. Because you're short! <laughs> okay, that's warranted. They, that's fine. <laughs> nope, that's exi- nope, you're good. Oh. Yeah, no, that's good. Oh my god. What did we talk about last time we hung out? I mean, the usual, you know insurrection okay insurrections is uh i don't know if that's accurate necessarily i would like it to be yeah why not (laughs) insurrection or death aren't you on the bus um let's get to collective action before we get to insurrection yeah how many other people are on the bus with you do we need to worry about infosec Mm, no just the driver okay well you're gonna have to shoot him as soon as you leave the bus (laughs) (laughs) no bus drivers are the backbone of our society. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's talk about how to overthrow the government. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't well, talk about that while you're on the bus. We're not, we're okay, like... no, again, collective action before government overthrowing. Yeah, let's talk about Animorphs Volume 47, The Resistance, featuring Jake morphing into a beaver on the cover. All right, we'll, we'll start <laughs> with the pedestrian BS. It's not pedestrian for you, you're on the bus. I'm the cyclist your driver's ed instructor warned you about, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if that technically qualifies me as a pedestrian I still haven't or not. taken driver's ed. Are you cycling right now? You bet. Every once in a while when I need to feel the wind, I'll, uh, I'll let go of the handlebars and I'll just do a Titanic and I'll just spread my arms Man. wide and feel horrifying. Wonderful. I'm living life. I am, uh, I, I have never done anything I've ever regretted in my entire life, and I'm living free for once I'm not sure that in motion here. <laughs> I'm not sure that any movie has made me cry as hard as that movie. I've never actually seen it. It made me cry I've as hard it. as any movie I've ever seen. No, it's so good. 
Anyway, so how did y'all feel about this Middle Reader Civil War novel that we read? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an accurate description for this this thing that we have. Yeah, half of this was not even Animorph. I can understand why uh, we didn't read this one in class, because it's, I don't know, this is half of It's made up. It's made up? Well, but it's no, but the... the made up. The, I mean, the first yes, sort of... the Civil War is real. I, 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 I swear, I swear I'm not like some kind of like civil war denialist. <laughs> it's made it's up. Kelly, civil war denier. The Confederacy no. won. Get out of the road. Sorry, squirrel. Anyway, let's talk about this book. Um, <laughs> so it's fake and made up. I think the parts that aren't the Civil War stuff are genuinely inspiring. Okay, the first battle at the hork colony is part of the historical Oh, record. yeah, yeah, like, no, I'm talking about the Civil undenied. War stuff. I'm talking about the Civil War stuff. Yeah, that part Are is... Are you talking about the Civil War stuff? Yeah. I mean, it's a middle reader's book about the Civil War for babies. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> Then what does that make us? <laughs> That's why we didn't read it in class. We should get a life, huh? I don't know. Collective action is, is worth living for, in my personal opinion. Uh, also video games. Jake uh, Jake is rummaging around because his mother has offered him $20 to clean the basement, which, honestly, he's making it seem like a Herculean task here. There's so much stuff in this basement. I don't know if you've ever been in a middle-slash-upper-class white household before, <laughs> but the basements are horrendous but like this seems like more than a 20 dollars job even for an aspiring young person who it's legal to not pay minimum wage for their work well he can clearly stop and just like read his grandpappy's book yeah. whenever he feels like it <laughs> it's not his grandpappy it's some like distant relative it's somebody on grandpa g's side of the family which means his mom's side we know this it was the great great uncle grandpa g had talked about i know there's an apocryphal journal that we didn't read where they go back in time to the civil war that is referenced in this one i didn't expect that they didn't meet this guy okay in in the journal in the journal that is apocryphal they run into viscer four who has access to a time machine oh yeah he's got the time cube the four day four quarter simultaneous time cube. it's a time sphere <laughs> oh it's an orb yes even better, it's an orb. And whether or not it exists is not important. What matters is they well. they go on a journey through history, and they have to Where? they time. they have to unmake. I want to hear Erso to describe this. I want to hear Parker. Parker, I want to hear Erso tell me what happened in this journal without you happening. What's happening is I'm doing the thing that Cassandra usually does. I'm gonna mute you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, let's just all collectively ignore Parker. You're so much louder than when Cassandra sings in the background, though. Yeah, I keep it quiet. Anyways. Excuse me, I'm, I'm out on... They have to unmake a man. Life. They unborn him. Mm-hmm. Dang. I've heard about that. I've heard that that pays very well. <laughs> oh, dear. That's that's grim. Okay, I definitely got a strange look when I shouted that just now. <laughs> um, <laughs> unborn a man. Woo! Things you hear on the bus. So they have to unmake a man in order to undo all the things that they messed up in time while chasing Visser 4, who, like, stole something, I think. It's been a long time since I read it, but I loved it as a kid. Um, anyway, so this is not the person they meet in the Civil War. Mm -mm. And how is it referenced? Where's the reference? <laughs> it's in the beginning. He's like, oh, yeah, the Civil War. Didn't we, like... <laughs> That's when I got oh, shot yeah, in the face. Oh, yeah, Ben, yeah, done that. <laughs> but 
anyway, yeah, so the point that I was making is I, I did some research and while some of these historical figures... Oh, God, this hill is really... The, the historical figures Wait, you, you, that are mentioned... Wait, you did historical research on the Middle Reader book for children? <laughs> Who's talking? Actually, no, you never did any, did you? Some of these historical figures are, are real, but I can't find any records of, like, the events that are described here. And also, like, if he died... He couldn't really write the journal, so I think that is all made up. Okay. Anyway, but the rest of it is is he much was more dying. He wouldn't interesting. Ah. Didn't he like detail his own death? The man like. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Is it's fake because he died? Yeah, that's. I was like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> we can sum up the middle reader sort of Civil War book component of this by saying that it, it is a it's a ready baked allegory for what's going on in the Hork-Bajor colony. That, that's I the also that think up. that part of the uh, like struggle that he's talking about with whether or not to recruit the um, formerly enslaved guys who come to help them ends up also being very relevant later on in uh, books. One of the plot points that I have like the most thoughts about that's coming up. Really, this part really reminded me. Although I don't want to draw false equivalences, it's it's not the same, but there are some parallels. Okay. <laughs> nice. The whole thing in like the the Civil War part is like, oh, he's trying to hold this impossible position. Everyone's sick. They're over. They're outnumbered. Some formerly enslaved guys come by to help, and they want to fight. But if he recruits them to fight, then everyone else is gonna be like, oh, gross. We're racist. We don't like that. I thought it was I thought it was just supposed to foreshadow like the fact that the Hork Bajir had come. That there was like an outside force that like wanted to contribute. With like the Star Trek humans? Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you think they're real? Do you think the Star Trek humans are real? I don't know. I am torn. <laughs> Again, we have a historical record of the of the first invasion of the Hork Bajir colony, and we do have records that these people existed. And and people claim that one of the kids, I can't remember which one right now, because I have no oxygen in my brain because I'm asthmatic and walking up a hill. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. Thank you. So one of the kids, like allegedly, allegedly. like years and years later, allegedly, allegedly, years and years later, someone, okay, stop saying allegedly. Someone <laughs> found a like badly written memoir by one of the kids who was there. But the thing is, this was like randomly found in like an attic. And so no one knows if it's actually real or not. Another was, parallel! Apparently, yeah, apparently that's how we do all of our historical yeah. <laughs> research. It's just like looking Truly. in people's attics and basements and being like, huh, this is a personal account. I'm going to call it true. I'm going to pad half of my book with it. Anyway, the more interesting part is the half of the plot that's about the Animorphs. All right, so uh, the power goes out. Uh, Tom jump scares Jake for a moment. Tom is... <laughs> I cracked up at that one. Yeah, Tom is sort of visibly attracted by his yurk, because yurk is like, ah, oh, we gotta make final preparations. Jake leaves at about 5 a.m. He leaves a note that says, went running early, gog straight to school. Don't worry, I'll catch an egg McMuffin as if a neighbor is just going to throw one at him from their <laughs> have you Have you never caught a caught a cook bite to eat, you know? Nobody has ever thrown me ready-made breakfast food before. <laughs> okay, I have to get off the bus. Hold on. He goes to the Free Hork Bajir colony and stuff is going on. One of the Free Hork Bajir got captured and now the, the location of the Hork, Free Hork Bajir colony has been revealed to the Visser and they're gonna do a thing there and it's gonna be bad. Uh, and then more civil war happens. The Hork Bajir don't want to leave because 
obviously, like, this is as close to their home as they can actually get. Their new home. I mean, some of them don't know the original home anyways. Yeah, they have pride of place, and that's not something that a bunch of Californian teens really understand. But eventually, the Horpizier overruled them, and uh, they all get to work on planning defense. Both of Marco's parents are here, presumably, yeah. Uh, Peter. Yeah, they're like, they're like having a weirdly good time. They were like, they've gone all like back to earth hippies. You imagine losing your loved one and then like just magically getting them back. Like that's a dream come true. Yup. Honestly, that would probably mess a person up really badly. Yeah. <laughs> Recovering from grief and like having to reassess like what is true and what isn't true. And then also there's the whole thing of like Nora's gone now and Marco mansplain manipulate male wife to his dad and was like, oh yeah, Nora was probably always a controller. <laughs> ah. And think anyway. of what's just happened to Euclid, you know? Poor Euclid. Will we ever know what happened to that dog? Marco has some, some wise words to say about the fact that people, and by people, it's really just capitalism, have a, a sort of domineering, uh, destructive relationship with things that they don't understand. I, I felt a lot of things that he said here really still resonate. Yeah, I was really, like, bummed out when the kids are talking about that, because it's like... You know, yeah, humans can be awful and can be intolerant, but I've also there's also like so things. many Yeah, but there are also so many histories of humans like caring for other people, including other people who are different from them, including like animals. And I was like, This is so grim and then I was like I mean, of course it's grim. They're all like deeply traumatized and depressed right now. Yeah. Like I really can't blame them for having such a grim outlook at this point in their lives and it's been it's just been going on for so long like it's part of their development now it's also supported by axe facts uh axe says <laughs> historically humans are among the least tolerant species in the galaxy set apart by the prevalence of violence and oppression i gotta be real with you i just kind of wrote this off as axe being a little bit of a douchebag again i would have to look at the sites but i would believe him i don't necessarily like totally disbelieve him but I wouldn't be surprised if he's, like, kind of overstating it a little. Because it's like, buddy, you come from one of the other, like, species that's like that. The Yerks are also well, we, like we don't that, know that, the Yerk though. Empire is. If I, yeah, I don't know. I just question where Axe is getting his statistics yeah. from. Like, did, he, did he go to, like, government-occupied alien Wikipedia and, like... <laughs> I mean, we know that we know that he didn't pay attention in school. Uh, yeah. But Except for just... fluid mechanics, apparently, of all things to pay attention to, he paid attention to fluid mechanics. Mm. I like which is impressive. Flow. Yeah, which is impressive because my understanding is that fluid mechanics is like really hard for our puny human brains. Yes, but actually, oh, the Asteroid's brain is Ugh. nine times. More I have powerful brains than in my ours. eye stalks. <laughs> Yeah, he's got extra little brains behind those eyeballs. I also have a brain behind my eyeballs. He's not special. <laughs> anyway, they notice some campers. I'm not, like, remembering all of this, like, some sort of superhuman. I have my phone mounted, and I'm scrolling as I'm biking. Don't anyway, bike in phones. Some, there's some, some campers, there's some beavers, they morph the beavers, they help make a beaver dam, so as to unleash a great flood upon the, the Yurk forces and just wash them out of the valley. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, I mean, this is pretty ingenious. Like, it, it all could have ended right here. I feel like we say that every journal. <laughs> That's because it's, it's true. Yeah, I mean, this is yeah. like the end game, right? We're on book 46. Anything yeah. could happen, and like, 
Oh my god, I'm almost to the forest. If they, please, if not for the secrecy, <laughs> if not for the secrecy of, oh yeah, I already took my mask off. I'm, I'm already in hiking. I'm so, I'm so excited to see y'all. By the way, there. yeah. If not for the secrecy, they would have just been blasted to bits by the, by the blade ship. Like the Horkbjerg Valley, I thought it was like impenetrable. Didn't God give them this valley? This is the promised land. Well, since the Elemist isn't real, naturally, it's completely penetrable. And therefore, the Elemist isn't real, which I already said. X says that they're going to need three to 4,000 cubic meters of water, and Marco bats his eyelashes and says, Axe, you just make yes! me all tingly when you yes! talk all smart-like. Yes! I also, like, took a note down for that. Oh my god. Oh my god. He's a disaster bisexual. Cassie gets bit by a beaver and probably loses that finger. Like, I think they downplay it, but- no, she can- she can morph. But, like, no, I don't mean permanently, but, like, beavers- oh. Beaver jaw strength is no joke. Uh, Tobias said Jake go out to talk to the adults and the, the, the campers, and the adults is like, What are you two boys doing so far out in the woods? Where's your oh, the equipment? Trekkies. The Trekkies. And they are... No offense to Trekkies, but oh my god, I was, like, cringing the whole time. <laughs> they are forced by way of uh, adult stubbornness to reveal basically the whole everything to these campers. Like, I was like, oh, haha, they just think, you know, that everything's fake. No, they think it's all Star Trek. Oh my god, you absolute like, fools. Like, specifically Star Trek. Yeah. Do they really oh. think Star Trek is real? Like, <laughs> every Californian adult in the 90s is an idiot. <laughs> have we met a smart adult? Uh, Eva. We haven't seen anything from her. I mean, I didn't read, I didn't read Visser, so I don't really know what Once she's like. Once they, like, clue Marco's dad in, he's, like, pretty smart. I guess. Peter. Also, there, there. I promise there are smart adult characters. I just can't tell you yet, since you're trying to read this like unspoiler. The Elemist is smart. He's not an. He's not a Californian. <laughs> <laughs> the Elemist is not from California. He might as well be. Spend so much time there. God is a Californian Valley girl, and I will not be taking any suggestions. <laughs> Jake Adamorph, you must get your board shorts on and hit the waves, Shaka Bra. <laughs> That's not how people from California talk. Yes, because the Elemist is not from California. Oh, okay. One, getting back on topic, uh, I know we're kind of bouncing all over the place, but one thing that I really loved was when Axe is talking about like constructing the beaver dam, and he's using all that techno babble, which to me read kind of like he was doing it as a bit. And then Rachel immediately knows what he means. I just thought that was such a fun combination of interpersonal dynamics. Oh, yeah, that's a good moment. Because, A, to me, that very much reads like Axe knows he could just say damn, but is like screwing around and having a little bit of fun at the other's expense, <laughs> oh, kind of. But then also Rachel actually 100% knows what he's talking about because even though she's not necessarily like the smart one on the team, she is like fairly academically intelligent. I must train these human teenagers to speak like intellectuals through the power of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Rachel's super smart. Yeah. She just isn't very emotionally intelligent. <laughs> she just deals with all of her issues in the same exact way, which is, I'm going to fight it. <laughs> For me, Toby is the underrated star of this one. Toby has a lot of great things, like... Uh, the uh when when they lead the campers back, Jake uh Jake is like, wait, how did you know they were coming? Because the the Hork have like a whole uh 
have like a whole sort of welcoming party for the campers. And Jake is like, wait, how'd you know they were coming? And Toby's like, the trees whispered something about new friends who would take up our cause, human friends who would join our fight. I see things, Jake. Many things. It's like, think about it, Jake. I have lookouts. (laughs) The trees whispered. I think Toby was wasted in the 90s. Toby absolutely should have been around in the 70s. She would have started like the best cult. I wish Toby was here today to help with our revolution because she's like, if we're talking like smart in every regard, she, I mean, she's the main character of the anime. Yeah, <laughs> Toby is the main character of the anime. I agreed. Jake has a fun stone cold moment where one of the teenagers, one of the one of the, the little camping kids, is like, "This is the greatest day of my life," and takes a picture. And then Jake just wordlessly reaches into his bag, takes out the camera, rips out the film, <laughs> yeah. and puts the camera back in the bag. It's a really good that moment. Part. It's just like, mm-mm. we get another instance of that uh, that mysterious text at the end oh, of chapter yeah. 7. What is this? Oh my god. Editorial nonsense. I don't remember this from the last time I read the journals, and I've like read all of them. So I truly don't know if it just faded because it like wasn't important in my mind, or if it is something important that I forgot about because I'm forgetful, or if it wasn't in the version I read. I I still think it's just put in there for spice. Or wait, you know, it might be Krayak again. Is Krayak real? Okay, Krayak, I don't think Krayak is real. Heaven's not real, but hell is. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) No, I don't think Krayak is real, but, like, it might be intended to be Krayak, now that I think about it. How far do you think y'all are, by the way? I don't know. I'm by a big patch of burdock, if that helps. Burdock? Uh... It's a plant. Oh, okay. We know it's a plant, Sandra. No, it's a plant, well, we do. I didn't know it was a plant. What do you think it was? Could have been a bunch of little guys. <laughs> a bunch of small little guys. A little patch of them. Hey, Cassandra. <laughs> hello, hello, little guys. Cassandra. Cassandra, pick us up and put us on your shoulders. We wish to be told. No. <laughs> no. Cassandra. Carry us with you, mother. Mother. Allow us to sample food from your packs. No. I feel like in like a... No aliens, no morphing high school AU. The hork bajir would just be the stoner clique. It's not the AU, and that is a stereotype. Just because they live in trees doesn't mean they like to smoke weed. Come on. But am I wrong? It's a bunch of really tall guys, and then taller than all of them is this one girl whose name is Toby, and she's not trans. It's definitely, she's definitely not trans. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Still says no. What is the name of the the creature that I don't think it's ever named the name of the creature that viscer that the, the viscer morphs? It's got eight fire breathing heads. It's a badass. I think he's he's turned into it before. I think. Yeah, Jake mentions that he's turned into it before. The one that I remember the most is the one from the first journal. This is the morph from the first journal. This is the morph that the viscer because it says viscer one in a morph I hadn't seen since all of this first began. This is the morph that he eats Elfangor with. Oh, I was thinking... I don't know. I was hoping it was going to be the one that he morphed in really where it's where he's got, like, lightning teeth and, like, sweats fire, but no. Yeah. So it's a Pyrrhic victory, I guess? What's a Pyrrhic victory? A Pyrrhic victory is where you, uh, you, you win, but it's at a cost that's so dire that it feels like a loss. Uh, all I said that we haven't gotten to is, since when can they morph regular clothes? And also, 
there are some great onomatopoeias in this one. Yeah, it took them 47 journals to morph regular clothes. Rachel can finally morph all those cute shoes that she wears. Yeah, I wasn't clear if it was like they can morph the clothes that they were already wearing or if they're like producing new clothes out of their bodies. Like, they're not producing new clothes. From flesh? <laughs> no, no. They're um, not producing no. flesh jeans. jeans. You go into Z space flesh and there's like a little jeans. there's like a little closet there. Mm, and you just go like, whatever you want and then you can come back. <laughs> no, you go into Z space and there's a little closet there and you go into the closet and then you don't come back out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna morph something that is so so small that I just pop into Z space. Go into the closet <laughs> and back into the closet. There's there's okay, let me just go through and read off every onomatopoeia in this Let's like one chapter because they are so funny. There's there's quirk. There's um Pathu, Pathu, Thoo Thoo Thoo. Gala! <laughs> Snee, snit, snit, snah, scree. <laughs> snee, snit, snit, snah. That's what it sounds like when I sneeze. True. Zwip, zwip. Snee, snit, snah. Oh, were those taxons? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Oh. I think it's actually taxons talking, technically. But um. I'm hungry. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you care for a bite to eat after this? Oh, well, let's have a bite to eat during this as well. Oh, of course, oh, you, my dear You'd friend. offer yourself up like that so willingly to me? How kind. <laughs> I think I'm almost there, y'all. It says um, on the map that I'm... Well, if anyone sees, like, just purple hair bobbing through the Wait, forest, are you using a me. map? Yes. Do you have, like, a compass, too? No, not... I'm using, like, my phone. Oh. What? You didn't yeah. even take a paper map and a compass? Jeepers. <laughs> Y'all are clearly not, um... I'm not know. a navigator. I'm not a cartographer. You haven't, you haven't brushed up on your orienteering? Well, you're gonna need it. That's a lie. I'm just... I know how to avoid the poison ivy and how to navigate I mean, this path. Leaves of three. Ways. Don't touch me, if that's what I learned in summer camp. Okay, I'm, I think I'm cresting the top of this hill here. Oh, I think I see you. Wait, you do? No, no, I'm over here. Look behind you. I'm over here. Wait, where? Over no other way. The other way. You're <gasps> oh! other behind you. Hi. See, I'm waving. Hello. Are you so tiny Hello. over there? Are you all? Are you always been that small? I'm gonna crush you. Okay. No. Crush, 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 crush. I'm crushing I'm you. I'm coming. Just hold on. You're so I little. I hate hills so much. I'm coming up the hill. <laughs> I just hate hills. You're so purple. Only one part of me is purple. You're so purple. I'm not so purple. You're so much more purple than I ever imagined you to be. That's because I just re-dyed it so I can look hot when we meet up with rebels. <laughs> also, so you could be more visible from up above in the trees. Are you implying Hello, that you're in the trees? Hi, everybody. Hello. Are you genuinely up a tree or are you messing All right, with me right now? All right, hold on. Yep, no. All right, Cassandra! hold on. Okay. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. <laughs> What's Hi. up? Wait, do we hug? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm like vaccinated. Are you vaccinated? I'm vaccinated. Let's do uh, it. Yeah, we can hug. I'm vaccinated. Hey. Woo. It's hug. happening for real. This is so crazy. <sighs> We're doing this, man. We're making this happen. <laughs> We're making this happen. From wayward <laughs> students at a random college to oh, IRL in this woods here. It is very beautiful. <sighs> Now, remember, everyone, check for ticks when we get back. Parker, you're so... 
She's so short. Oh my god. Yeah, She's we've so been making tiny. jokes about it for weeks and weeks She's and so weeks little. now. Here I am. She's so little. What do I look like from down there? <laughs> do you always look this good when you go out hiking? You're all like. I mean, as, as much stuff. as like, I love fashion, I'm wearing you know my ugly ass khakis tucked yeah. into my white socks. I'm you know, sweating got that so good, much. Good tick protection. It's just you can't see it because I'm wearing black. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know if our contact is gonna care too much. I think you'll probably be all right. Speaking of which, where are they? I don't know. Uh, they just said they were gonna send somebody over. Um, oh, okay, let's make a little campsite in the meantime. Yeah. I don't Come think sit. we need to make a campsite. Come sit. Come sit. We can be like the book. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I actually should stretch. I just got, I just got done with oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't this nice? Ooh, look at that mushroom. You're like that in real life. I thought it was all an act. <laughs> no, I am like that in real life. I'm just gonna. I'll be right back, guys. I'm just gonna go over and. Look. Do you hear I something? Think I see some really cool mushrooms. I hear this call, the sweet siren call of mushrooms. That's what I hear. <gasps> Ursa. Ursula. <laughs> Wait, what? Ursuline? Hold on, what? I'm coming back! Hi! <laughs> Ursuline? It is wonderful to meet with you today. I did not expect this to happen so soon. The Morph Report is on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we are paying someone to transcribe all of our episodes. We have a variety of tiers to choose from. Some of our tiers have some pretty juicy rewards. For example, if you pay enough money, you can even force us to watch the TV show and potentially read the other series by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, Everworld. We would really love it if you would check us out and consider supporting us. Thanks to Lee Zangari for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl and Complicated Spoon. You could find more of their music at leezangari.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Potomorphs, tweet at us or send us an email and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there. Next week, we're reading Animorphs Volume 47, which features Rachel starting her morph with three disembodied fingers on her hip in her in her normal human form. She's got three fingers yeah. that are not attached to her hand on her belt. Hmm. They are casualties of the photoshopping process. <laughs> are you sure? I am positive. Look at that. On, on the right-hand side of her most human person morph. I mean, X-23 is still human, technically, but... Well, that's but kind of that a central question. Like, obviously, she's supposed to have her, her elbow cocked out and sort of have one hand on her hip, but, like, the, the, the hand or the arm has been photoshopped out and the three fingers have not. No, I think her skin is just so white it blends in with the background. No, because there's a little bit of... There's a little gene loop. Look above the uppermost finger and a, just a teensy bit to the right before it gets to the background. There is a belt loop there.
that crosses over one of her fingers. It's not crossing over. Her hand is just down. And it's the background there. I am... Co- no, th- th- that's the... She's got three <laughs> spare fingers on her belt. Trust okay. me. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but, but, hold on. So if you look at the the next few morphs, her hand is still there. So I think it is somewhat no, she's of an accident it. of Photoshop. Yes, but what I'm saying is that her hand is supposed to be there. So I think it is somewhat of an accident to Photoshop, but like that those fingers are supposed to be there along with the rest of the hand. It's not that the fingers right, got taken out. Right, that's what I'm in, saying. Is the rest the, of the hand got taken out. The rest of the hand got taken out, and now she just has three disembodied fingers there where there should be a hand. Yeah, what's interesting also is that if you look on the second Okay, well, we don't need any more of her. audio. Of no, I'm just saying, I'm saying this for oh. us. Her hand is slightly transparent. Yeah, I've never seen that too. Head, which is interesting. That is very you interesting. You really don't notice it from far away, but fascinating. Anyway... I'm stopping the recording.